What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 299, broken up into two parts, A and B. B? Thank you. 299A, posting on October 11th, will be a discussion on Smile, the creepy, creepy smile. And 299B... Posting on 1014 will be a discussion on the greatest beer run ever, an offering from Apple TV+. Plus. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely perma guest, Chris Bond. How are we, gentlemen? What's going on? Hello, friends. Hello. How I'm are you, sir? Mm, how's your guys' week been? Week was good. Uh, I don't think anything really interesting happened. I watched I watched two decent movies this week. There's that. Yeah, I watched some movies. That felt good. There you I go. Watched some sporting events. You know that was nice. Uh, sports balls. Sports ball. Yes. Yeah. Let yes. me ask you guys a question. I want someone someone asked me this question, and I actually didn't know how to answer this any other way. But the obvious answer is so. So yeah, he asked me. Are you caught up on House of the Dragon? And I said yes. He said, "Do you do you like?" It? I said, "Yeah, I I genuinely like that one." He said, "Are you caught up on Rings of Power?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Do you like it?" And I was and I said, "I don't." I was know. like, "I you know, it's just it's right now. It's just I'm only watching because I feel like such a fan of the Tolkien universe from Lord of the Rings that it's getting like a pity watch out of me. But if if I weren't such a big fan of Lord of the Rings, I would not be watching Rings of Power. Yeah, no, I, but I, that's kind of how I feel. Way. I mean, it's yep. just—I know Chris, you and I kind of text about some episodes and like you know briefly back and forth about who this character might be and a lot. I just, I, I think they've taken way too long to like pull me in. So well, it's it's not even it's just it's not there's so much wrong with it and you know I don't want to bash that show any more than we already did because it's too easy at this point. It just feels like it feels like beating up a kindergartner. It, wow, the show's just bad. The writing's Beat up bad. Some kids today, <laughs> oh good, felt pretty good about it. <laughs> they they took their liberties. They spent a ton of money. They didn't do a great job. There's a, they already started filming season two. They'll either double down on the fact that they're right and they're and and the white racist fans are are what's killing the show, or they'll change it and they'll do a better job. At this, well, point. I mean, they're doing okay. a pretty good job about killing their own show. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, though, but they'll, they'll never admit that, though. That's the that's issue. True. So it's fine. They they buried it. I'm probably I'm I'm not gonna. I won't even finish the series. Well, that's My, the thing. I if if you so I signed on Amazon. Like I completely shut it down on Apple TV. Like I I found it in the in the um in like the, the open apps and closed it and I reopened it and like it's nowhere on the main page. That like you have to find you have to like search for it to find it and that's bad. So um, I think that they've already kind of let it, for now at least, let, let, let it go by the wayside. My official stance on the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, is it exists. That's uh, that's about right. That's it. That's about right. It's, it's unfortunate because it's such a great you know universe to be lost in. It was a um, good idea. It's, a, it's unfortunate that it exists. That's what's unfortunate. Ooh. Well, no, Chris isn't wrong because now it's canon. Yep. <laughs> in the same way that Aliens, Colonial Marines... Is canon to James Cameron is is, is now a canon approved sequel to James Cameron's Aliens, yeah it's 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 a it's a real shame. But anyway, so what else is going on this week, gentlemen? Any did you enjoy some some good Oktoberfesting? 
No, but I heard you had a good time. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard, I heard you had a, you had a gay old time, buddy. I had a rip roar and smashing time. I did. Yeah. I, I met up with some old friends, had some pumpkin beer, um, and that's where I'll leave it for this discussion. But I told you guys what I did afterwards. But no, it was a good time. I got to see people I hadn't seen in a while. It, it was, it was nice to. Uh, it's always nice to see people you haven't seen. Uh, and you clearly were drunkenly texting me and Grace or me and Chris asking why we weren't up there, and I was like, I will never be up there, sir. That's what I want to ask you. Why's your what's your what's your um, animosity towards big festivals like that? First off, do I strike you as a big festival guy? No, but you okay but then? You're a drinker though, and that's like the big thing up there is drinking. So. Sure, but I mean. I also have a refrigerator full of beer. That's true. So, which uh, I restocked slightly yesterday. You know, I thought about you, Roger. Is um, I I really I rewatched this past week earlier and earlier in this past week was um the way back, where mm-hmm. he's just like he, he takes a beer out of his freezer. yeah the frosty cold freezer <laughs> beer and I looked at myself and go well fuck I do that so <laughs> I, takes, I have a takes one out to... puts one in takes one yep. out puts one in put one in That's the freezer awesome. to get that shit frosty cold. That is awesome. Yes, sir. I don't know if I talked to you guys about it on the show last week, so if I did, just cut me off. Did I tell you that when we were in Columbus for the soccer match last week that I got the big giant glass boot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. So you definitely I thought did, about yeah. Well, I thought about using it again because I had some beers yesterday when I was watching football. I was like, I should put it in the freezer, get it cold, and fill it up. My wife's like, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, yeah, that's fair. I don't want you drinking out of the boot walking around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, we haven't had... A, a I didn't have a rebuttal to that. Like, I, I had no other points to be like, well, I really should. She's like, no, you really shouldn't. Mm, because you know in your heart that you also shouldn't be doing that. Well, I know that it also holds three beers at a time. and <laughs> So, yeah. It's a lot of beers, but... We haven't for some time had an update on Buttons the Cat. How's Buttons the Cat doing? Buttons the Cat is an old crotchety lady. She's living her best life, though. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, just best shedding life. all over my house. <laughs> I have to vacuum every couple of days. As as cats tend to do, is shed mm-hmm. everywhere, especially this time of year. My yep. mom's husky is just like, man, it's just Duh. hair is everywhere. But it's getting colder, and I, I, I really appreciate that. It's getting. I, I like the weather change. This actually... Uh, I was doing some driving uh, in and through Pennsylvania and West Virginia this weekend, and man, it is beautiful outside. <laughs> like yeah. peak peak fall, the trees are great, the leaves are good colors. Uh, it is a great time to be to be out in the wilderness uh, this next this last week and this week. So there was frost yesterday or this morning at my house. So there was a ton of frost on my windshield. Yeah. So Thank winter for, winter's like, coming. Warmers. Winter like, is coming. I don't understand how I lived my life before I had a seat warmer in my car. No. Just like a like a poor person, just had to sit there. My ass be cold. <laughs> <laughs> no more cold ass for Roger. No nope. more. No sir. Nope. Super fancy. Warm my backside up. I don't go. know, man. If you're if you're big on looking at leaves and stuff, where we live here, he's got some pretty good views of that. You know, this time of year especially. It also looks Absolutely. really nice, like right after it snows, and if everything ices over, then it's really cool to look at. But that's also not the safest thing. <laughs> That's true. That is very so. true. That is very true. All right, gentlemen, we did a show this week. We well, we're doing a show. We watched some movies, but let's get into it. So this is episode two hundred ninety nine of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. Which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at five a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado. Let's jump into the box office. 
And number one, uh, surprising smile, 17.6, bringing in a worldwide of 89. That's great. Moving I don't know right what the budget along. for this was. I don't know what the budget for this was, Roger, but you're the official budget man if you could find that. I will check. Talk about it. I will check. Number two, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, 11.5 million, bringing in a worldwide of 11.5 million. <laughs> Not a strong start for what I thought was going to be a pretty, uh, a pretty I strong film. It would make film. decent money. Yeah, I, I really thought it would do better. Seventeen three. million for smiles, so it's it's making some money. Oh no, it's it's well in the profit margin mm-hmm. as we speak. Number three, Amsterdam, uh, not doing as well either. Like Loud Loud Crocodile, six point five million, bringing it worldwide to just ten million. So That's... that that number is kind of shocking to me. I guess shocking is not the right term, but with the star power behind that, like I mean, what a cast! And it's got didn't make much money. It's got pretty negative reviews, so. Well, but again, that's that's proof to me that there there aren't as many cinephiles out there as as claimed to be, or they would have watched Christian Bale. Just he's huge, man, and that's got you know Margot Robbie, a ton of other people in it. If you love movies and you haven't watched it yet, what if what if it's just bad? (laughs) Well, but people who haven't seen it don't know that it is. It's not super wide yet, so. Okay, but so also, it's like people, people that use that excuse. Well, it's bad, but you don't know that because you haven't seen it. That's my rebuttal. Well, okay. Well, I mean, listen. I know that I I have been firm on not judging a movie until I watch it personally, right? But right. I am not the majority of people. Um, we, I mean, I know we all know several people that just look at scores on Rotten Tomatoes and say, "Well, I'm probably not going to catch that movie because it's pretty bad reviews." There are lots of people like that. That's true. So, and listen, I can't blame people for that because, I mean, I, I harp here all the time that time is the most important thing that we have. And if I look at something that's got like a, what's it, got like a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes or something, I'll be like, well, maybe I'll skip that. <laughs> I'll find something else to watch at the movie theater. Or I just save my money, keep my money in my pocket and not go that weekend. Time is definitely a currency of adults. Is <laughs> Sometimes I, I just learned this week. I did not have enough time to do everything I wanted to do. But again, I budgeted my time poorly, but it's just, man, time is everything. And if you don't want to watch it, you want to watch it, I guess. But um, uh, that's I'm really what it, it comes down to. <laughs> However, you made so. your decision to not watch it. You don't watch it. Amen. That's that's, almost, that's kind of my point. Number four, The Woman King still doing OK. Five point three million, bringing a worldwide of sixty four. Actually, I, I, I retract that. It's not doing OK. That's yeah, like what, its budget, right? <laughs> that's that's three weeks or four weeks in. That should be well over a hundred by now, and it isn't. Uh, don't worry, darling. Another three point five million, bringing its worldwide to sixty nine. Nice, nice. million. Uh, yeah, it's, that's actually doing better than I thought it was going to do after watching it. But yeah, there's actually a lot of buzz, and people are really talking about it. Uh, I, yeah. I I know that I know people are still talking about "Don't Worry, Darling." So. I'm I mean, interested. Don't worry, see. we talked about it last week. Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo. Uh, <laughs> just where is Top Gun Maverick is number ten? So it can't. It can't. How, I mean, it's got to be twenty six weeks, something like that now, to get to number ten. Uh, wo- worldwide of one point four seven nine billion. It's still making money. <laughs> I mean, that's it's still a lot. making money. That is a lot, Which... and it's still making money, and I'm happy about that. What did you, what did you, sorry, Roger, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, is Chris still here? No, yeah, Chris is here. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, buddy. I thought we lost you. We're saying. No, it's all good. I'm here, man. I say, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. Full remote today, guys. Full remote. Full remote indeed. And nude. Full remote and nude. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I am. I don't know about you I'm, guys. I'm kidding. We're not remote. 
Um, okay, there's, there's a box office. Of course, not a lot are. of. We sound really good when we're remote. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about this. And nude. All right, that's your box office. Not a lot First changing off, there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed, sir. All right. Um, let's jump into upcoming releases. Oh boy. So here's the thing, and I want to talk about this for one second. Is with releases, um, this past weekend. Amsterdam, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and a ton of stuff on Hulu's Netflix, Paramount Plus. Uh, October 14th, next Friday, Halloween ends. Uh, October 21st, Black Adam, Ticket to Paradise. October 28th, Pray for the Devil until goes wide. November 4th, Armageddon Time and The Estate. November 11th, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's going to be a huge week. Wakanda Prepare Forever. For that. Number November eighteenth, she said, and then no, and then um, November twenty third, which is Thanksgiving weekend. Bones and all, devotion, the Fableman's Strange World, all four of those are wide release. So I, th- I'm really disappointed by the release schedule for this uh, fall. The lack of star power, the lack of big budgets, big budget it Hollywood films. It's kind of weird that it's like spaced out the way that it is. I agree. And I know we talk about it a lot, you know, the relevancy of movie theaters as opposed to streaming, which brings me to a question I want to ask you guys. I know we've chatted about it a little bit off, uh, not off the recording, but so Disney Plus broke the barrier on they're going to offer two different subscription service models you can get with, with ads and without ads. And Netflix is doing the same. Which, of course, every other one will also do the same after this. Wait, are they doing the same or are they just doing ads? I thought Netflix was just doing ads. No, no, they're going to offer you... I saw it, I read this, I googled it, and Netflix is doing the same thing Disney Plus is doing, where they're going to offer you a version to... You can offer you can offer a version with ads and without ads. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, it. I now, didn't see that, so... Now, here's a, here's a question. On any streaming service, on your favorite streaming service of choice, ask yourself. However much it costs. Let's just say what Netflix is what twenty one ninety nine a month or something like that. Yeah, it's up to twenty two bucks a month. Let's okay. Let's just say let's just say then that I'm right about Netflix, um, and it is going to do two models, twenty two bucks a month. I just want to ask this question to you guys: How much would a discount would it have to be for you to consider the other model? With ads, you mean? With with ads, with ads because um, I've watched some stuff on Hulu, some old TV shows from the nineties, and the ads are quite annoying and they're very and they add up time like they take time out of my day to watch those damn ads so but also if it's just a few bucks i'm just gonna pay it okay so, so I, I did a some quick internet research <laughs> um grayson you are correct as of like a month ago netflix was talking about adding a ad-based subscription that would be between seven and nine dollars a month now base Netflix costs fifteen forty nine, so that's a pretty big drop. That's half in almost. pricing, yeah. So I assume I assume it'll be less than ten dollars, and so for five forty nine a month for to not have ads, that's a big number. So when you you mean to have ads, to not have ads, five forty like five dollars and forty nine cents. No, it'd be ten bucks to have ads or 1549 yeah. to not oh okay ads. see yeah. that's that's the thing i don't i that's don't a big, that's a big jump man it's 33 cheaper hold on but is it but i mean okay but you're saying 30 percent cheaper and i get that but 
it's we're talking five dollars. It's not like well, it's, so you're saving you, seventy five dollars or something. But see, you're looking at that wrong from an from an economy standpoint. You don't look at straight dollars because listen, if something was once one dollar and is now two dollars, that's only a dollar increase. Yes, that is also a hundred percent more than what it used to cost. That's mm-hmm. true. That is, yeah, true. and that's how you have to look at that. Yeah, and like so. A, like, it is like, actually, it is actually, Chris, from ten to fifteen forty nine is like forty six percent. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, such an incredible yeah. jump. And imagine, like you know, like look at it from the other other perspective, like the business perspective. If when a company has like twenty million like monthly subscribers or twenty million people that like like receive an item box every month and they raise their price by a dollar, they just increase their profits by twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's also a, bi- a business acumen standpoint as well that you know it may it makes sense why they want to do it i get it and the, for the consumers they look at it from like more like total monthly bills not from the specific you know one streaming service so when netflix gives you the option to drop the price by you know five six seven bucks a month that's that's an entire streaming service that so like, like if someone made the choice well i'm going to keep netflix or disney plus and they decide to drop disney plus because it's you know 7.99 or whatever and keep their Netflix. Well, now they can do the ad version of Netflix and grab Disney back and have oh, both their streaming services. Yeah, for and like also, a dollar yeah. more than what and, they were paying. I mean, that's like the sweet spot because Paramount Plus is what four nine nine a month, five nine nine a month. I don't know. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cheap is my point. So you, yeah, you, you could drop. You could just you do ads and also get a whole other streaming service for what you're paying for. Yep. This is what I don't like, uh, Chris. Is something that you said several weeks ago that has stuck with me is. They're, but it's so they're going to get so they do what retail does mm-hmm. jack up the price a little bit, then have a sale, but you're actually paying what it was before the price increase anyway. Yeah. Yep. What I don't like about this is not only are they getting a little more revenue from people like me who just I'm too lazy to like change my subscription model, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep the most expensive one, which is what when they change it, it's going to default to, I'm sure, on their website. It's never oh, going to yeah. default to the cheaper one. No. So, and they also just so not only do they get that but that revenue, but they're also getting ad revenue, which pisses me off even more. Oh yeah, because 100%. it doesn't. It just. I, but I mean, it just, it just makes me angry because like it, they're still gonna. I mean, since we're using Netflix as the model, they're still giving you those same shit movies of me time. <laughs> like it, well, it's not. It's not like you know, guys. We promise better quality going on. Like no, you, they don't though. They just promise you the same quality of stuff with ads. And apparently, the model that they were looking to go after is up to four ads per 60 minutes of viewing, which is standard television to every 15 minutes you have a commercial break. Yeah, but how long did it say how long the ads are? Is no, it, it thing, doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't. It says up to four ads per hour. Those could be 30-second ads, one-minute ads, or two-minute ads. Well, I could tell you on Hulu it varies. Um, it's it, var- <laughs> yeah. it varies from 30 seconds to two minutes. Yeah, yeah usually, usually it's all over the place. Yeah, but usually when you land a two-minute ad on Hulu, it, that's the only ad you'd get, though. So yes. So it's not that bad. I mean, I mean, I mean, we all agree. Ads are annoying and a pain in the ass, right? But it's just one of those things where this is the way. So as long as people are paying for it, they're going to do it. It's 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 all just to protect you know their stock prices you know their their stakeholder meetings and all that kind of stuff until people don't buy into it anymore and they have to actually like look at what they're doing and change the model right now they're just doing everything they can to keep them keep the the business at the value that it's at and continue growth so the other part of it the other part of this too is 
for the longest time when people started switching from cable service or satellite TV service, they're like, well, there's no ads on there. Well, look, now there's ads on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they have just successfully created table cable television again. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is, so, I mean, me and Chris have a unique perspective of this because we work at a telecom company. Okay. Yeah. You know, I get people that complain to me every day that their stuff costs so much. And then when I ask them what streaming services they have, they're like, everybody's got Netflix. Everybody's got Disney Plus at this point. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, well, you're going to be paying for ads on that shit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't understand why their automatic thing was instead of, you know, give us better value or something like that. They're like, drop in ads. We need more money. Like it's that bit, was, your, that was the plan the whole time. Yeah. That was like, how long has Netflix been sitting on this the year? I'm, I'm assuming year there, they were afraid to be the ones to, well, to do it first. They, they were waiting for their first time that they took a hit in the market because listen, Netflix 10 years ago, you could do no wrong. Netflix was just making money hand over fist. You know, we uh, were buying movie studios, we're getting big budget things, and then things start to trickle down. And, you know, hey, then they won a couple of Oscars, and hey, we can really do this. And now, listen, we need an influx of cash. we got to sell some ads. <laughs> because, look, say that stuff comes out at nine ninety nine a month, okay? You think it's nine ninety a month for a year, two years, ten years? Or you think next year it's ten ninety nine for ads? No, it's going to go up. Or eleven ninety nine for ads? It, it's it's going to go, and and that's what makes me so furious about the whole situation is it just doesn't, it just doesn't because they know that many people just like me for but like I I genuinely watch like twenty hours of Netflix a week so like for me it's fine but the average person I know I have a friend who he just had his third kid so. Mm-hmm. And he said he hasn't turned on a streaming. He has all the streaming services that we listen to. He follows the show, and he hasn't watched anything on stream on streaming now for two months because his wife is like him and his wife has so much to do and they're so busy. So that's two months that he has not gotten the benefit for paying for these streaming services. Yeah, and he has all of them. Think about it, like me. I have four K Netflix because I have four K TV. That's twenty two dollars a month. That's forty four dollars that man flushed down the toilet. Absolutely. <laughs> So also here's another question. So with with Netflix, that's an easy that's an easy question. But what about the um, Paramount Pluses, the the Hulu's? If you got it, if you got Hulu for one of the cheap subscriptions, and I do have the cheap subscription to Hulu. I have the cheapest option they have, so I'm okay with ads. Like I don't complain about it. No, me neither. But I also don't see ads in films. Only at the beginning of them. I don't well, see them in so, the middle. So the last movie I watched in its entirety was Prey, and there were like four ads at the beginning. So like, and that was it. Like there's there was no break in the middle, but so I I watch I watch TV shows on Hulu because I watch the Welcome to Wrexham show. Um, I mean, there's ads every six minutes. There's an ad, and I'm okay with it. It's just part of the you know I'm just used to it at this point. But the reason I really started watching it, and I, I know I mentioned on the show, I watched the show called The Bear, that was a, a Hulu original, and that show was incredible. But that that show ranged from. A couple of weeks, there was like a 45-minute episode. To one week, there was a 24-minute episode. So the ads are all spaced out weird because they're based on how long the show is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. Although I'll pose you one question further is... Yes, you, you should of... watch The Bear on Netflix. <laughs> yes, Fucking thank you. right, you should. Um, if you haven't watched it seriously, some of the best shit I've ever watched. Well, no, I mean, it's on my list. You you, you said I, I put it on my, 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 list of, my short list of things to watch. I, I promise you it's there. 
So, but my question is, with the TV show, like I'm, I'm revisiting some old episodes of Home Improvement. <laughs> I, well, I, I like, I that was my one of my favorite '90s shows, and I just, I just, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's I fun. And it's, it's fine. You like it? Whatever. It's just, it's just nostalgic to me. Anyway, so that show's kind of shows are like TV shows are kind of built around ads. You know, they have yes. like the, 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 they're built to have like natural like fade, fade outs. In, fade yeah, out. fade out. Scene, but like yeah. movies are not like that. No, you don't. I mean. I, I'm honestly surprised that AMC didn't didn't announce this too. Of, well, hey, we're putting we're putting two thirty second ads in the in the middle of your movie. Like I, that would be the dumbest thing for what ever a fucking riot you'd have. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they they need to not do that right now. If they're ever, I mean, that's the one thing they can do to just kill themselves right now. I mean, legitimately, just, the entire I, I, I setup know. before the movie starts but, is ads. So there's that. And I, and I know it's we've been talking for a while on this, and I, we'll, we'll move on shortly. But one more question is: so we know for Hulu, or sorry, for Netflix, the the, the most costly of the bunch, what it's going to be. But like for Disney Plus, which is what six ninety nine, something like that, yeah. So how much does it have to be for you to consider? I mean, what that's seven bucks, mm-hmm. seven bucks. What does it have to be three dollars for you to consider? I mean, what, okay, so what if it's three ninety nine? Well, so I have a different perspective on what you might see happen, though. So like. What if they raise the price and then offer you the ad version for the old price? I mean, of course they will. Because then they're getting the same price out of you. Then they're getting the same price out of you plus ad revenue. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It's, it's, I I think that's what we'll see. Because, so you have competition that has the same, the same business model as you, just different percentages, well, different like, like values outright, right? Netflix is $22. Disney Plus is whatever eight dollars. You know, if Netflix's ads for their ad free versions were five forty nine, Disney Plus isn't going to only gain a three dollar markup. They want that five forty nine dollar markup. So why wouldn't they just increase the price of their streaming service and then give you the ad free version for like that four dollars cheaper or whatever? You know what I mean? Well, so I actually so, have a counterpoint to that, which obviously I have no insight on this, but um. Chris, do you, or, I mean, do you guys remember when they first announced Disney Plus and we talked about it for a long, long time mm-hmm. um, about what we wondered what the price point was going to be? Yeah. And we're all when we were all I think we all were like, oh, it's got to be minimum like 12 bucks. Yeah. Or yeah. something like it had to be. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Disney Plus is six ninety nine. We all yeah. went, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit. <laughs> That's a great value. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't think Disney's as pressed for that kind of money like Netflix would be. Now, listen, I'm not saying that they aren't suckers for corporate greed like everybody is, but they have yet to show that side of it is like, hey, we have to do this to maintain. Because remember, Disney is not just Disney Plus or Netflix is just Netflix. True. Like they have so many other facets for income. You know, they they might be losing money here and there, but, you know, it doesn't seem to be that way on Disney Plus. And with the slate that they have coming out, I know, Grayson, you said you got to notice that your Disney Plus was going up to the next price tier, right? It is. And we figured like out why yours. Yeah, we figured yeah, out why yours was. I never got that, but I bought my Disney Plus for a year. So I assume when my year runs out that I will have to do it again. I might just go to monthly again, but, you know. You got a better deal when you bought it for a year. And I knew, like, listen, Disney Plus runs in my house 24-7, basically. So I can't not have it. So if I got a better deal what buying it for a year, it was like, yeah, whatever. But why wouldn't you buy it for a year if you have the option to do that again yep. for another year? 
Well, so I guess I, I may have lost out on some value with that, though, because I do have all three of those services. I bought my Disney Plus for a year. I have ad-supported Hulu, and I have ESPN Plus. If I bundled all of them together, I probably would have saved more money than just buying Disney Plus for the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you do get a pretty significant discount for that. I think it's what, you get all three of them for like sixteen ninety nine or something like that? Yeah, and here's the thing. When with when there's ad free versions, the company wants you to buy in for the year because it guarantees your your you know your your viewership and your and your, and your, yes. yeah, your money for a year. When there's when there's ad options though, they'd rather you do it month to month so you can switch and change because they may get revenue either either way, and they probably make more money off the ads than they do off of the uh, the guaranteed money from the non ads as well. So they want you to to feel that compulsory there that option to switch to ads if you need to or to buy in either way you buy into the full price and you feel committed or you do the ad version they make more money most likely that's and and once they've got your money they don't they don't give two shits if you watch or you don't they don't care as long as they got your money but i mean and that's the other thing too try to try to turn it off so you get your money back (laughs) yeah that's not gonna happen you're, you're right. That's a it's a good Latin. Like, nope, you, you already paid it. Sorry. Buddy. Okay, so actually, I was wrong. So right now, if you got the bundle with Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus right now on Hulu's website, it's only thirteen ninety nine. That's a very good. That's ESPN a good price. Plus yeah. costs nine ninety nine itself. Disney Plus costs seven ninety nine itself. Man, yeah, that's that's a great model right there. It's very it's very uh, money saving. Yeah, so I might have to look at that again whenever my... I don't have any idea when my Disney Plus runs out. It's got to be coming up soon, because, like, when did it come out? I was trying to remember that, too. Because I remember I bought it on, like, release day. Yeah, you and And, I both did, but I don't remember when... I think that was 2018. I think it's been several years. 2019. 2019, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you're you're right, 2019. You're right about that. I'm sorry, what was the date, Chris? November 12th, 2019. Oh, shit, so I bet you my stuff ends up, like, next month. I was gonna say, yeah, you're about yeah. you're about your year mark, right? Yes, that's that would be it for real. I guess I'll find out relatively soon. I'm surprised they let you re up at a year, like they they let you repay for a year. They wouldn't even. I never even got that. Like they just knocked me down to monthly. Well, I never I mean, made that decision. I started it with a year, so maybe that was the thing. Maybe <sighs> I'm like grandfathered in with that. Boy, you'd be foolish to change that then if you're grandfathered. Well, not in. really. Because if I bought a whole year at like eighty bucks or whatever, by the time I factor in my Hulu and my, oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? I'm, I might have actually. I mean, listen, I'm not losing any money. I'm not saving as much as I could though. Which well, means I need to- there's a little insight into that. I was just I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and how much it's starting to piss me off with all the greed and it's just I can't even begin. Like I mean, the dollar. I don't understand why one company's like, you know what? We're gonna do the opposite. We're going to keep making ours cheaper so we guarantee we get Netflix-level number of subscribers. I'm surprised the company hasn't looked into that. I know it's not the way you get rich, like become trillionaires, but I mean, there's so many streaming services out there. How do you don't – you, don't you think that they'd all want to make steps towards making their service A, unique, and B, must-owns? Nope. But why? Why make no? Make as much money as possible as soon as possible. But that's, I mean, but that's not like a the longevity strategy. That's like what people do in the out. I mean, that's what you do like in the out right out the gate. But the long make game is as isn't. much as you can sell it off to somebody else, and it's their fucking problem. <laughs> I mean, that's lo- it. That's extremely true. 
Oh, boy. So, I mean, there will be more discussion on this in weeks to come, I'm sure, when we start getting more about this. Because Netflix, I'm sure, the greedy corporation that is Netflix will raise it within the first six months. I'm sure it'll be raised. But we have been spoiled for so long on these streaming services that had no ads. And now, of course, we're going to get ads everywhere. Yes. God, it's, it's, we should be grateful we were. We should be. We should be grateful we didn't have ads for so long. My goodness. All right, gentlemen, let's take a look at what's streaming. This week, we're taking a look at HBO Max. Uh, well, a little movie I used to love and I've watched several times, 61, with uh, by director Billy Crystal, with Thomas Jane, Barry Pepper, Bruce McGill. Roger, I, I know you know this movie. We've talked about Baseball it Baseball movie. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a good one. Thomas Jane and uh, Barry Pepper are the two that are chasing... I think running with Roger Maris um, chasing and Ricky Man- uh, Mickey yeah, Mantle, yeah, Mickey Mantle chasing a Babe Ruth home run streak. Uh, that's a that was way back in two thousand and one, like yep. a very good, very high level production from HBO. Which is ironic because I don't think you even understand how relatable that or how relevant that that is right now because Aaron Judge just broke Roger Maris's record like a week ago for hitting his sixty second home run nice. in the year. So. Yeah, you had no idea about that, did you? I, I don't know. I, I didn't. But <laughs> what is what is Babe Ruth's record sitting at? Grayson was six. I was going to say Grayson does sports ball. He does. I know sports ball. Um, yeah, none none of them, none of them were too far from it. I was always I was always really <laughs> one of the things that made me so mad watching that movie. I don't know how historically accurate this is, but there's that scene when like the babe has passed away and his wife comes on and like, well, boys, maybe you shouldn't anyway because you're not as good as him. Mm-hmm. Like that, that scene made me so upset. Like I didn't like, I just, why did someone not just punch that woman right in the face? Wow. I Well, I mean, sure. bold. well, <laughs> she was saying bold stuff. Ridiculous shit. You say you talk shit, you get hit. <laughs> what, what's the, what, what, what do the kids say now? Fuck around Grayson, Grayson stands for the, the hood mentality. <laughs> <laughs> you come here talking that mess. <laughs> Something's going to happen to you. <laughs> All right, Roger, you chose a little movie by director Damien Chazelle with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. Tell oh, hell yeah, it. Whiplash. What a fucking movie this is, man. Uh, this is like Damien Chazelle's, like, here we go sort of movie. Um, this was Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons just going at each other, like playing off each other. Um, it's movie is about being a jazz drummer. Um, which is what Miles Teller is, and J.K. Simmons is like the director of the the band that he's trying to get in. And uh, Whiplash is like a notoriously um, monster piece of music, and that's what its whole base around is how well he can play it and the stuff that goes happen. Um, just what a crazy, crazy movie. So um, a lot like- of other stuff happens in the background, but if uh, you're interested in J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller just like going at each other the whole movie, this is it for you. That is absolutely one of Damien Chazelle's best movie, and it's was that is one of his first. So yeah. you should, I mean, that's that's a hell of a movie. And that there's that <laughs> there's that scene in the end where so they've had this little little, little kerfuffle all the way through the film, and then like towards the end, they, they they kind of you know Simmons apologizes, setting him setting up Miles for the character for the fall in the end, and then when he starts that last performance piece, and then like winks at him to let him know that kid, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my goodness, it's just such a wonderful scene. It yeah. just, man. I mean, this is what J.K. Simmons won his Oscar for. Um, they won the Oscar for, they, I mean, I think it won, what, three or four Oscars overall. So, yeah, big time. Big, big time. Mm. 
that is um that's a good movie. That's that's a very good choice. Now, Chris, I understand you chose another little movie. He chose Palm Springs. No, he, he did not choose Palm Springs, but <clears throat> Chris's movie is directed by Simon McQuaid, Lewis Tan, Jessica McNamee, Josh Lawson, Hiroki Sanada, and Todanabu Asano. Mortal Kombat. Chris, why do you like that movie? Tell, tell uh, us. Cause- it's equally it's equally nominated as Whiplash for many things, <laughs> as <laughs> on, critically acclaimed. Yeah, on top of being a cinematic masterpiece in a lot of ways. No, this um this movie is not great by any by your traditional standards. But if you grew up with the Mortal Kombat series, the games, and the original uh, the original movies, even the second bad one in Armageddon, but the first one was just you know it, it was. It was different for its time. This comes back and pays a lot of a, a lot of love to the fans of what Mortal Kombat is. This movie's just kind of, it's just dumb fun. It's it's bad fun. It, we we had fun watching it, even though I think we scored it at an average of like three or yeah, something listen, like that. That movie stinks, and that movie fucking rules I, all at the same time. <laughs> and if yeah. if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat or just movies so bad that they're actually kind of good, go watch Mortal Kombat. It's on HBO, and it's 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 a decent turn it on and you know, just kind of laugh at it or get shit done in the background while you got that movie playing. It, it, it's, it's got some love for me. Yeah. I, I like Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And let, let's not forget the, uh, the, the gem that is Josh Lawson's Kano. You know, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, the producers saw him come in for an audition and the, they knew what they had. They absolutely knew what they had in that character. He knew those what are... he had. He said, I've been waiting my whole damn life to play this character. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's, that's for HBO Max 61, Whiplash, and Mortal Kombat. All available on HBO Max if you have that service for your streaming pleasure. Let's talk about some trailers, guys. Another Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Roger, tell me about it. What do you think? Um, I mean, we get a lot more shots of uh, the bad guys in this movie. So that's kind of cool. We do. I mean... Um, I'm 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 a fan of this one. I I, I really am a fan of uh, this new trailer. Not that I wasn't a fan of the other one, but sure. I like it's what more it does. Revealing in this one, we actually see that it is a female Black Panther, confirmed. So well, at least at one point in this movie, we don't. Yes, okay, yeah, know that, that's on. very fair. That is mm-hmm. absolute correct, Chris. Um, look, I hope they don't put any more trailers. This movie comes out in just Same. a little bit more than a month. I don't want to see any more of it. Yep, and, just and saying. I- Honestly, it's, you know, like this trailer is just a lot of the same things we've seen recycled and then like some new things a part of it. It's not like groundbreaking. It isn't like a completely new thing going on. Although I did like the mech that we see take off in it. That was new. And I, that I'm, I'm yeah, bro, that's an Iron Man suit. I I get it, but it just, it looks cool (laughs) shit. What is that? Is that, what's her name? Is that, um, what's her name flying it though? The, the tech, I forget her name, Shuri or. Nope. Sure not. We're about no. to meet somebody new. Oh, yeah. cool! Very cool. I, you know, does that? So, who else is going to be in this Avenger-wise? Mm, I, I don't know about that. List. I I I don't want to spoil any of it for me though. Yeah, I don't know. I have such high hopes for this film. Okay, I've, I, I've but had them. It's for a while if you're now. talking about the Iron Man suit, it's not an Avenger in that suit. No. Yep, not yet. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's I'm 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 excited for um see my boy Martin Freeman again. We we don't we don't see enough of him, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this movie. I think it's really Chris. You keep saying this is one that they got to get right, and I tend yep. to agree with you. Yep. Uh, especially Ryan Coogler, uh, I think he understands the the material and he knows best how to move on from this. Uh, I also posted a, a a story on our social media about um, the Rousseau brothers and Coogler talking about um, the decision that they took. They took a long time consideration on do they recast. 
um, Black Panther or not. And they and it's really interesting conversation that they go through. You should check it out if you haven't seen it and you're a fan. Uh, but it's it's interesting stuff. And I, I appreciate what they did. I appreciate what they did and how they came to that decision. I, I think mm-hmm. it's very, very respectful. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I just I, I mean, they I, had like you, you made it exactly. They have to get it right. Yep. Because if you get it wrong, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yes, I love the emphasis on the fu- But yeah, you're right. That's the one that they got to get absolutely right. And I think yeah. they will. I mean, Marvel knows what they're doing when they want to <laughs> make a quality product. And not just worried about making hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, it'll yes, do that anyway, so. <laughs> yes, it will. All right, guys. What about The Wonder with Roger, your new favorite actress? Tell us about it. I like her. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> no, I mean, so I don't know what this is about, but I bet you it's creepy as hell. This yeah. lady, this woman just doesn't eat for, what, four months, they said? Yeah, four I months. will tell you what it's about. It is. Oh. Uh, starring Florence Pugh, based on the book by Emma Donahue, writer of The Room. The Wonder is a tale of a young Irish girl, Anna O'Donnell, whose Catholic family claims she has eaten nothing since her 11th birthday four months ago. Hmm. But she's being survived by manna from heaven. So manna from heaven. So how much you want to bet she's possessed by a demon? I mean, that's, that's where this is going, right? No, <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm gonna watch it because of Florence Pugh. It's already got my undivided attention. But yes. I, I mean, it's just interesting to see what. It's interesting to see. I also, I mean, I also like to see what Netflix is gonna do with the time setting and given our knowledge of history, who was prevalent and who was not, and you know how this recurrent place we're in. Like, I just interested to see what they're gonna do, how they're gonna to, to, to um, what characters they include and what, which ones they don't. I so just I just want to see a good movie on Netflix with Florence Pugh in it, so I'm happy. That's hard these days, Chris. Netflix, Netflix has a real hard time making a decent movie these days. Yeah, well, no, yes. they they've always had a hard time making making decent <laughs> this, movies. This is not a new problem. Yeah, this isn't these days. This is forever. It's been this way forever, ever, forever, ever, 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 ever. Okay, that sucks. Right, that's enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look at the new John Wick Chapter 4 trailer. Oh, my God. More awesome. I need this now. Look, <laughs> look, let's focus on the fact that Donnie Yen is in this movie now. Because, mm-hmm. listen, yes. Because <laughs> if you don't know who Donnie Yen is, he's like the biggest action star outside of America. For real. For real. So he does all the the Japanese and Chinese beat up movies now. This is just wonderful. So wonderful that he'll be part of this. Did you see Roger your uh, your your axe throw right in that dude's head again? Yes, listen, that dude featured? shouldn't have been standing. There. <laughs> shouldn't have been standing. And the same like the the gun sword fight, which are like three inches from each other. Like that's awesome. Yep. I love. I like the champion John Wick. I love it. Um, actually, I just received. I just so Pittsburgh has this chain of stores, um, called the Exchange. You guys, I've, I've t- talked about them before. You guys have yep. been there, I'm sure. Yep. And the same guy I ran into that I recommended uh, nobody to because he was like, oh, I, I like John Wick. I'm like, oh, nobody. Definitely get nobody if you haven't seen it. So I ran into him again last week at the same night. So he must go at the same night that I, I go to the store. And he was like, dude, nobody rules. He's oh. like, are they in the same universe? I'm like, well, that's the that's the issue. Like, that's the question. Are they or aren't they? But um yeah so he 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 got he's we we talked for a minute about john wick four but i'm very excited and i found a new friend uh in pittsburgh who's also very excited so i'm I'm very happy yes 
I have nothing else to say, but yes. Give us this movie, you cowards. Hmm. I, I need to make my watch my wife watch the John Wick movies with me because she hasn't Good. seen any of them yet. John Wickathon. Yep. And, it, and, and, it's, and it's not a chore either. It's a no. damn enjoyable experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, Jim. The last trailer for the like, week. I should be like, Mark Chris, why do you have your shirt off? I have to watch <laughs> this movie. <laughs> All right. The last movie, the last trailer we're talking about Emancipation Thoughts, gentlemen. Will Smith post slap. So I wonder how long, I mean, this movie's been done for a while. So. Or or at least during the Oscars, it was almost done. Yeah. So, so it's been done since at least February or March, I guarantee you. You think he'll get an Oscar for it? <laughs> uh, well, so look, here's the thing. He actually still can win an Oscar. Yeah. What? He's just not allowed to go there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. He's allowed to be nominated. He just can't go to the show for 10 years. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is that's insanity! Like I, I, I thought about that when I saw this trailer. I'm like, wow, I, I forgot about that slap for a good couple of months now. I just I didn't even think about. Then you it, felt but... better about yourself because well, that's all we, all we had to talk about for months. <laughs> that was awesome, though. I still can't believe that happened on live television, unedited live. Well, they tried to edit it out, but you saw it. Um, I just I'm I'm a big fan of Will Smith in general. I think that man is one of the best actors on the planet. Uh, and when he when he, when he really puts himself into these roles, like as we know from King Richard, he can he can make some bangers. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's he's a pretty good actor. So I, I'm excited to see what we're going to do with this one. This is um, Lincoln has announced the slaves are freed. Yet in some places in the Confederacy uh, in the South, it's not quite so the case. So they're trying to make their way north to find Lincoln's troops and the emancipated slaves. So I, I think he's going to do a great job. Um, yeah. I think he's going to knock it out the park. Yes. Nice. Okay. I, I have no other discussion. I mean, listen, I have no reason to think this movie will be bad. And if Will Smith hadn't slapped Chris Rock in the face a few months ago, we wouldn't even be talking about it in any kind of negative light. You'd be like, like yeah. okay, this movie's a big deal. Yeah, so, it is. No, do, you, do you think they're going to treat the release as a big This is on Apple Plus. So do you think Apple's going to like advertise it? Yeah, probably. Okay, fair. Well, it's um, like, I, just, I don't know if you've seen it um, for the movie we're going to talk about in our second episode this week um, for The Greatest Beer Run Ever. I've seen this movie advertised on regular television, like like normal commercial style. So, yeah. Em- emancipation? No. Greatest Beer oh, Run beer, Ever. Beer, okay. Uh, well, yeah. As yeah. we get closer to that, I'm sure we'll see Emancipation being. Well, Apple Apple also makes very, I mean, they make high quality productions. They do. Uh, they got money to spend. They've had more. They're one of the few streaming services that have more successes than 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 lot than not successes. I will say. Uh, I think the only Apple movie we didn't like was the Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, because the movie was bad though. Greyhound. Yeah, it was. You know, there's a sequel to that. There's another one. <laughs> Coming around the corner? Yes. Tom, Hanks, Tom Hanks is hurting for money. I get it. He's not. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks is never hurting for money. But yeah, no, we're excited for Emancipation. All right, gentlemen, that's we talked about. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Wonder, John Wick Chapter 4, Emancipation, all some good movies. Very excited to talk about them. Uh, but let's move into the movie of the week. Gentlemen, let's talk about Smile. Creepy as fuck. It is a creepy movie. Uh, and we have to. It's. I think it's well earned. <laughs> I think it's well earned. But the Rotten Tomatoes, as we now tradition will dictate to us, is 
Tomato meter is 77%, and the mm-hmm. audience scores is 79. So okay. pretty close. Not dead on, but pretty goddamn close. Good scores, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think very fair up to the movie as well. All right. Saucy Bacon is Rose Cotter. Kyle Golner, Joel. Caitlin Stacy as Laura Weaver. Jesse T. Usher as Trevor. Rob Morgan as Rob Valley. Cal Penn as Morgan Desi. And Robin Wright as Dr. Madeline. No, sorry. Robin Weiger, not Robin Wright, as Dr. Madeline Northcott, directed by Parker Finn. Roger, what's this one about? Smiling. This, this one's about when you see a certain videotape, you die seven days. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That's so, oh, no. Sorry. That was the ring. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh. That, well, this, okay. Just let's get the elephant out of the, out of the way first. That's the obvious. There's inspiration pulled from the ring here. So, definitely. So I disagree with you guys already. It isn't the ring. It's just, it, this is your, there are other movies like the ring as well. This is your run of the mill curse movie. Sure. Hold on. Hold on. Is, but the ring is by far the most successful of those. Yeah. But, okay, but okay, also, but, but also, but this, this one's, this one's pretty close. I mean, all like, even the characters of take Naomi watch character. She, you know, has the help of her ex, of, of her ex helping her trying to figure something out before it's too late you mm-hmm. see something that you're going to die in a few days later i mean come on you got can you really blame someone for saying that oh this is the ring right can you really blame them for for, for saying that oh no i mean it's no. com- it, it's comparable but i don't think they i, I don't i don't uh, we don't know if they took direct inspiration from that movie like they watched it and said okay we need to have these characters or this, or this no kind of okay and, and that's fair but like yeah. listen this definitely goes on the line of that type of movie yes. but it also if you ever watch the movie it follows which is an mm-hmm. excellent movie yes um also super creepy same thing same general point yes. of a curse is passed you that one is passed through intercourse though um not you know, suicide and brutal murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, same thing though, you know, where it just inevitably catches up with you. So yes. um, lots of curse movies are based like that, but mm-hmm. I, I, the, I mean, the reason I say it's like the ring or mm-hmm. pulls inspiration from the ring is because out of all those movies, financially, the ring is by far the most successful. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen, if somebody didn't, most people will pull that correlation between mm-hmm. the two. Listen, that is not a knock on smile. I don't okay. want to say that, but it definitely has that vibe to it. Okay. So if you haven't watched smile yet and you're listening to us, if you didn't like the ring, <laughs> which huh. is super fucking creepy anyway. Yeah. You smiles probably not going to be for you. Well, but hold, so, but the, the, the ring is also, it's also when that bitch like, come out of that TV. No, <laughs> yeah, fuck that's, no, man. Yeah, that's, well, that's no. the thing is like, that was like shock value of like, I wanted to, no, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I wanted to go home. <laughs> But that's just so. But the ring is also like very well made movie, like one of the okay. best of two thousand and two. I would say, sure. Um, and it's, but it's also got the see. But there are two very different ways of Hollywood storytelling. This is like this is definitely the more of the smaller budget, independent, it follows type of, and the ring would be the other side of full production value. You're gonna have the same looks throughout. You're gonna have the same stylization. Tons of money into the budget. Um, a big sweeping story with a big with a good score and like but there's just two different ways of telling a very similar story so i mean that's also fair i mean chris is right the comparison when you say it's i mean this is more like it follows in the ring in style i think more than anything else so i mean that's that's also a i think a discussion point i would like to note that being cursed must be terrible must suck generally i think so yeah 
Especially yeah, knowing. Like you don't get any like cool curses, you know, like the beast from Beauty and the Beast, where he just turns into like this ravenous wolf animal who can just destroy everything if he you, wanted to. Listen, he didn't use his power correctly. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> dork. Sure, sure, but so Rod, what is? I'm gonna live tell in my him. castle and read books and talk to the fucking candlestick, loser. So Rod, tell us what Smile's about then. Uh, so Smile is about a curse that is passed from person to person by watching someone commit suicide in front of you. Um, there are some other, under other factors that do factor in like some underlying trauma, which is part of this big story, but that's really the gist of it. Um, they find out that it's linked for like 20 or 30 cases back there before they stop looking about all these people were coming up from police reports that, had seen somebody commit suicide directly in front of them. So um, this is the story of um, Sosie Bacon's character. Oh God, what's her name? I forgot already. Rose. Rose um, trying to outrun her curse, mm-hmm. basically trying to learn as much about it in a short amount of time as she can. So yeah. there's some really interesting scenes too. I nothing that nothing that comes close to the the girl coming out of the television with that weird like same sound from the videotape and like the water starting to come out of that like nothing on that level but I mean so like, pretty so close. Like, so like that scene you're t- you're referencing is is a very prolonged like holy crap this is happening. Yep. You know and shocking. iconic like, horror movie scene at this point by the way. Yeah, true. There are a few of the actual like scenes in this though, maybe not as drawn out, you know, and, and I mean that in a good way as like the ring one, but there are some unique scares in this that are extremely effective. Like, like I wanted to leave for a second. Effectively. (laughs) Nope. I'd like to be done with this now. I don't like like this. I don't like this at all. (laughs) Ooh, It, it, it does some good work. Like this film does a lot of things that are very well earned and done for this, like this style of movie. Cause usually this is super tropey. There's a lot of like cheap jump scares. A lot of stuff isn't earned. This movie is, I, I believe the opposite of those things. This movie has some of those jump scares are goddamn effective, man. Effective. And they are well, well, well-timed, well-placed. And there's just like, even the ones you know, they're going to come, they get you and they don't get you in a cheap way. Cause like, there's there's one from the trailer that I've seen it in the trailer. I knew it was coming. It still got me when there's a scene where the sisters walk into a car and it's like, oh my god! Stop you know what this. though? So when it happened, I was like, that was in the trailer, but like it still was like shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, because that one is 100 percent in the trailer. And it's it still, is too, but it still, still got me. Yeah, and yeah. more 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 effective in the trailer because it the sound effect isn't in the movie. The, oh yeah, 100 percent. I know we normally talk a lot about story. Can we talk about sound in this movie for just a minute, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's we very like, yeah. too. This this sound of this movie is so unique. Yep. With how they use the ambient noise, um, manufactured static noise that yep. comes up every time. And Chris, you made a good point when we were talking about it um, before we started about how they train you with sound. Yes. So yeah, like this movie does does a uh, a unique thing where they introduce sounds to you in patterns and it kind of trains you to listen for them or to make you want to want to seek them out. And then it'll do it again. And then and they again. change the fucking and then pattern. As soon as you're ready <laughs> no! for it, as soon as your brain is like, okay, I'm ready for it. 
that's when they introduce jump scare and they don't do it in this way that's like like blurring bass all of a sudden which will, which will make you jump no matter what it's it shrills like you said it's static sounds there's a unique scene in this movie where like like our our main character is trying to listen for something and and oh and they, they they have her do this like seven times back to back to back and you can't she can't hear it and neither can you but you're trying to hear it along with her and goddamn, it's one of the best scares in the movie. And it happens just, it's masterfully done. It, it's mm. kudos to him. I didn't like that one. I wanted no. to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, well, it's it also, you. but it's also, so also what this movie I think does really well. And we'll, I want to do this thing where we start, you know, at the beginning and get into it is it gets you, it's a lot of these scares are slow builds. And what it does very effectively is, for instance, when one scene, when early in the movie, when, um, Rose is sitting in her kitchen drinking a glass of wine, and for some reason, there's no fucking lights on for whatever None. reason. They, they don't like, like lights in that house, or you know, it's just weird. But and then she's like, she sees this face in the fridge, and it, like it is legit a face with a smile on it, and it's it's creepy as hell because it holds the shot for a little while and it keeps going back to it. You're like, is that that's it? And then it just and then the 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 fiance walks in and just the scene continues with, but it does that really well too. And it's, it's effective. Now the opposite of this, of course, I think the biggest offender of the opposite of this is the nun. Where, yeah. Well, that was all just jump scare, jump scare, quiet, 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 loud. Yeah. But I mean, the nun did a few good things. For example, uh, Roger, I know you blocked that movie out of your memory pretty. Yeah, no, it scared me. I didn't like it. But when you remember when the girl was walking down that long corridor and then the thing was just behind her the whole time and it was silent. Yeah, it just tackles her from the side. Yeah, yeah, but like that, one of the more effective scares, but like we'd seen it coming, but that's one of the better scares in the movie too and one of the only scares that wasn't a jump scare. Mm-hmm. So, but this this movie does, so let's go, let's start at the beginning then Okay. when we are introduced to some, some characters. So, so well, well like patient zero, quote unquote, which is like in our movie, like the, the person that kicks us off we have our main character in a room, basically psyche Valen, a her name someone, her name is Laura. Yeah, Laura, who just comes who's just came in, no one's met her before. And like she has a back and forth with this character and she eventually breaks down. But that whole scene was just the tension was there for like the audience too. Like you like you knew where this was gonna go. This is you know, the movie's just kicking off. But even that, this like the girl they had to play Laura was spot on right she had some she had like the creepiest of the smiles i think mm-hmm. early on in this movie and well, it just sets even, the tone but even before that though how we start with even before that how we start with that shot of the the of the the car driving in the neighborhood oh, yeah. and, then we, and then we flip completely over yep. oh yeah that was nifty they did that a few times and uh, i don't think i'd ever i don't remember seeing that that often but we but where we start start is with there's an there's a obviously a middle aged woman in a bed who mm-hmm. you can like where, an overdose who is definitely having or the overdose has happened and she has yeah. expired on us but that's what we start with we don't get any we we don't get any kind of context outside of that like we it actually you you go pretty far in the film before you realize what that is actually to the end right yeah. like the last the end before you get the whole story yeah. so yeah, like, like I, last ten minutes or so I have a theory about about why they started with that scene and then also with some symbolism with some camera work that I'll touch on once we talk about act three, but I think, I think there's a reason why they open up with it. And then we get the, like the different kind of 
like camera angles and like in like scene intros that we do for some of this. So it's it, I, I think it's it's done on purpose and it's well done in my opinion. No, oh, of course it's done on purpose, but yeah. why do you think it's done, Chris? Tell tell us why. Oh, it's it's uh, it's telling a story and it it's not it's nothing like in your face, but there's there are some symbolism with circles in this, as in full circles. So the camera for some scenes as you lead in, it's rotating right. And as the movie progresses, it's actually going more and it's actually making further and further around the circle. And when we finally end up back, uh, back with, you know, eventually with the lady on the bed who's overdosing, the camera completes its rotation finally, which ha- which calls back to our main character, Rose's trauma. And there's a few scenes where there's like a circular window, there's a circular um, dream catcher at one point, and circular frames. Like well, circular everything. I mean, all the smiley faces you see in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, there's that's this, the circle is a very prominent object um, shape. Yeah, everywhere I, in this I movie. Think it, I think it calls back to the idea that that this thing needs an early trauma to to, to feed to plant, on to plant its seed really yeah, and yeah, then to feed on. and then it all comes full circle for our character like near the end of this too with you know what she has to deal with and face mm-hmm. it's well done and and i appreciated that that nuance within the movie because it's not something that like is striking but i think it's absolutely there agreed i mean it's this movie does a lot very very well and very clever all the little things you see like all the detail in the sets um and i know that and in one when when she walks in her front door, it's towards the end of the towards the end when like you know the clock she's working with and what day she's on. And there's mm-hmm. a thing on the front, you know, where you like you'd walk in and put your keys in like right inside your door. There's a thing that says "last chance" on it. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, it's probably like a last chance for the sale at Marco at, at, at Polo or whatever for for the sale or whatever. But like the for the sale is covered up, and all you see is "last chance." Like that's how you know that okay, movie's coming to an end. Right, right here, folks. We're going through, but I mean, I one thing I did—that's one thing I liked was like all the detail in the set design. Is the the more you look around, the more you—I mean, I'm sure second and third viewings of this would be very rewarding. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it might. Not for me. Well, (laughs) I I didn't. Before we jump into like go back to the beginning, I will say this to me is the problem of the Babadook when you reveal. When you reveal it, it, it kind of loses some of its terror to me because, like, the whole thing is like you don't know what it is. Like, there's nothing. She keeps telling people, "I don't know what's bothering me." It's something, an entity is haunting me. It's and like when they reveal it in the end, it's like ah, I could probably could have done without or I much mean, less of it. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't mind. So, like, sometimes, yeah, the reveals are it, it does ruin it. I don't. Like uh, we watched, what was the the, the one little kid and the best and the best the best friend, the imaginary friend thing, and um, come play, not a yeah, player. that was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they reveal that monster, I think it does lose some of its some of its its terror. But in this one, I I actually didn't mind it. Now there's some issue with some CGI at the end that was really bad, but like the the monster version of of of, of mother. I think is really well done in this to show how it, it's another symbolism of how this is something that's, that's been bigger than her, her whole Call life back to the original trauma. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's been bigger than her, her entire life. And that, that thing lanky and creepy as hell. I don't know. I don't like that. At well, all. no, it, it's creepy, but um, I think you probably understand. I understand what Grace is meaning. Mm-hmm. That by far is the least scariest part of this movie. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. I, I mean, yeah. at least I felt that way. Oh yeah, I, I agree. You know, I wasn't just like, Oh, you know, I was just like, huh? Yeah. All right then. You know, however, we do get some very 
just awesome imagery at the very end of this you know yeah. what happens but yeah yeah that's kind of how i feel is uh, i could have done with that and they did such a good job leading up i almost wish they hadn't now i i don't want them to go the route of remember bird box where you never see anything yeah it's just like come on that that was a little maybe a little underkill but um i so going back to the beginning we introduced these characters is we're introduced to rose as she is a mental patient or somehow a mental patient she is a psychiatrist takes care of people in need of you know some mental help and she, they're she, trying she to, works at an emergency uh psychiatric clinic and so, she's and, and that's kind of how we that's, that's hardcore shit though by the way for it is real. it is and it's clever because it, it it allows her to be to be introduced to this thing and to reintroduce to her trauma which is great because otherwise she'd have a tough time doing it given the whole familial thing and, and everything but I liked how we're introduced to, especially that guy in the who we've seen prominently, uh, prominently displayed in the trailer, uh, <laughs> as the mental. He's like, "You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. We're all die. gonna die. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. Mom's gonna die. We're all gonna die." And I, I, I really like that. Build. I mean, it's all part of the slow build up to an eventual what ending. That's like, Carl? whoa, Carl. Yeah, yeah Carl. Good yeah, to yeah. See you. <laughs> Carl. Carl. Good to see you, Carl. Uh, from what happy, happy Gilmore, Billy, well, Billy, Billy Madison, Billy yeah. Madison, yeah, Billy Madison. Um, so I, I always, I always appreciated that. Um, and that's some of the little things that I liked was, especially as she's walking through the mental institution, like, again, on second viewing, I'm sure you'd catch so much stuff walking mm-hmm. through that mental, that mental health hospital on the, on the second viewing. Uh, yeah. So I'm, this is one I think I'm going to check out again when it comes to streaming service without ads. Mm. You're without a sick ads. son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> I, I want to see what I catch. I want to see what uh, I catch. But so well, uh, I think some of the other like scares in this movie that'll be good to like look out for in a second viewing, since you know you're the one that's going to do it, are, and this goes back to what you said about there never be lights on the house when they have those long camera shots in the darkness, and there's like just a little bit there, but you can't really like a tell. faint fuzzy outline. Oh, though, like there, like there's an early one in the kitchen in the 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 early scene that you referenced where like you can just barely make out Laura just standing there in the darkness. Uh, uh-uh. that's the shit I don't like. Nope. I don't like that. <laughs> it's just, it's terrifying. <laughs> I got a problem with, 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 with open doors and I don't like that. And there's another scene where like she's sleeping in bed and her uh, fiance is on the couch. Same thing. There's this long shot of like the door behind her and mm-hmm. I've just, I wanted to leave. <laughs> I don't need this in my life, guys. Like, how'd your how'd your wife handle it? She was equally creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted. She at one point, I think, she asked me how if we had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yes, um, yes, we do. But uh, no, you're, you're right though. I think some of those are very effective, and oh, they're yeah, not well, jump scares. There are jump scares, but they're nope. but they're not used. They're not used a lot, and they're well earned. So yep. it, this movie does a good job of feeling creepy i and, and i don't mean creepy like it like it it's skin crawly it's like it, it does a very yeah it does a very good job of this mm-hmm. i mean it does build I, tension very as very much well. as i hate it i i, I appreciate it <laughs> well um, you're not you're, you're not wrong though and i but i also like how it also kind of kyle gallner's joel her ex mm-hmm. when yeah. we're introduced to him and also Trevor, Jesse T. Usher as Trevor. Uh, A-Train's in the house, baby. Yeah, oh, that's, Train. What, that, that's what I know him from, A-Train. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's – I like the setup here with the two men, although we never go into that. Like there's never like a weird 
like oh you don't don't talk to him anymore kind of triangle yeah. which i i appreciate because we don't need it nope. um what i do like is of course the setup of tr- um, joel being a uh, he's a cop mm-hmm. uh, there's an ex there and she goes to him for help and i hate one thing i cannot stand and i i really and this is a horror trope that like it needs to fucking stop is this woman who has had her fair share of trauma already in her young what are we talking she's what in her late 20s 30s? late 20s early 30s yeah. yep she's had more more than her first her fair share of trauma in her life why when she goes to her sister for example her sister just thinks she's crazy yep why would she go like why would you think why wouldn't you sit down and be like, okay let's examine some facts but like yeah. why in these horror films do we never like her husband believes her only after she gives him names to investigate in his police computer and he can like whoa these are all connected like i yeah. mean then he understands and knows how to help but yeah. but the, the fiance the conversation with the fiance where like she's trying to explain it to him and she does just a really poor job of explaining it to him and he's like are you fucking seeing ghosts he's like i can't i can't handle this shit which you know is understandable yeah because it's weird but so she has the same problem that Laura has, because and she even says the same thing. She keeps no on one believes people, her. Yeah, she, well, she keeps she keeps on telling people that that they're not listening to her, and Laura told her that she's not listening to her too. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where like it's 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 real to her, it's real to no one else, and it. I mean, it, like it's nice to say you know well, why don't these people believe her? But if someone if you if a buddy of yours came onto your under your porch and want to talk to you about the ghosts he's been seeing lately, you'd think, all right, man, I think you need to go home. How much you have s- you had to fucking you drink smell, You smell like You smell like 22 Bud Lights at this point. Yeah. So what, what, <laughs> 20, what are do we you, doing Do here? you need me to give you a ride? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I think most people would think that this is kind of crazy. And then, also, there's a point with the sister where they talk on a porch and the sister says you're acting just like mom before before you know what happened to her so she's Which is gonna, a super shitty thing to say by the way it is but at the same time it's gonna like that's she's gonna pull from that memory mm-hmm. and relate it to well mom was a was a nutcase too and now you're just being that so of course she's not gonna believe her she's gonna think oh she's 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 acting and it's gonna end up just like mom yeah she's fucked up like there's mom a, was yeah there's a lot of things that'll lead to you not believing the, the, what someone's saying in this regard and it, it's just it's easy for us because you know we know what's happening as the audience we yeah. we're rooting for our character but you know in the end if you put yourself in the actual position it's going to be tough to, to swallow that pill and go okay let's explore this a little bit well, let's but pretend no, you're right that's not what i mean though it's like they don't even they've never known this girl to be to be anything but serious and like hard working i mean obviously she's a isn't she, isn't she a phd candidate in the she, beginning She's a doctor. Okay, so okay, she's okay, so she's a doctor. Like that doesn't those kind of people tend not to fib about things. She's a doctor, but she has past trauma. There's history of mental illness. Well, in the family. Not not her history. But like not with her though. That's the thing. Still. And she sounds batshit crazy, dog. No, she you're right. (laughs) She's doing a really bad job of explaining shit. You're right. She is not doing the best job of explaining shit. Well, and here's the thing, even when she's even when she does a good job of explaining it to her, people are like, yeah, you're probably seeing stuff because somebody killed themselves in front of you minutes ago. You know what I mean? So there, there's always an excuse for them not to believe her, of course. And, to, you know, 
I mean, obviously she gets some receipts when she goes to her ex with um, actual names and does some research with that. But um, it's his name, Joel. So when Joel does the research, he yeah. begins to believe her. But even then, he believes something's connected, but he doesn't believe that there's some spirit yeah. or whatever after Not her. First, because, yeah. well, I mean, legitimately, how could you? How would you believe that? Yeah. But that's, I mean, but we're going to have this conversation again in two weeks with Halloween kills when, I mean, the movie is set in our world yet. This thing, apparently nothing can stop this thing. I don't like that. That's the thing I don't like in these films. It's like they do all the work, all the, the background work to set the movie in our world, in our laws of physics. Yet nothing applies. I believe that this thing could have been defeated. Agreed. Okay, fair. Well, I mean, that's the that's the ending that everyone says. Oh, she should have done this. Yes. Yeah, no, we we get that. No, that, but listen, no, that's no, not listen, what happened. Listen, so I understand that. Listen, Joel screwed this shit up. He did. He did. <laughs> he's a real fucking downer. Yeah. Right. And now he's gonna go down. Well, I mean, listen, you play stupid games, you win stupid <laughs> prizes. Wait, how did Joel? I don't think Joel screwed it up. Joel screw, oh, yeah. Joel showed up. Dude, when he showed up afterward, he was just like, going. He, he just like tracked her. He's like tracked her phone. Yeah, before. he's worried about her. If he yeah. would have never showed up, yeah, and guess who's she would have won. Now Grayson, oh man, it's, it's it. fucking Joel's problem. <laughs> okay, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you're you're right. And it's how we get linked into this is, and I guess it's an interesting parallel because some girl is sounding just as crazy to her as she is to people later on. When this yep. girl like, I, I yeah. can't, you got to help her. me. I'm seeing these things and things are happening to me and I can't sleep. And well, and then she starts digging into the people mm-hmm. that happened to before Laura even like traces the line back and they all had the same thing at the end. Yeah. And, and also don't, don't forget her audience and her surroundings for like about half the people she talks to are all in the psychology field. They're all yep. going to draw it to trauma and hallucinations like her boss, her co-workers, her you know, therapist. People, yeah, her therapist. These are all people that that work with delusional people all the time. Of yep. course, they're going to draw that. that and conclusion. she's and she's legitimately having the easiest level of symptoms for like PTSD yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, like you're, textbook you're, you're right. cases mm-hmm. that. But I mean, as we progress into like the middle of the movie where she's doing the research, trying to find out what happens, we come across the one guy that uh, broke the chain. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, didn't really break the chain, but changed the path. Yeah. Um, found out if you violently murder someone in front of a witness, that it goes to the witness. Yeah. Huh. Fun, you know, fun, friendly. You drew, the, you drew the short straw. Sorry. Stabby, stab, 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 mm-hmm. stab, stab. I, I, love, I also I love when he finds out when she's why she's there and just freaks the hell out. But 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 I see that's a wonderful scene though. It's all in yep. the wording in that scene. Oh yeah, is you know she's like I got this patient that's just still suffering from all these things, and he's like the only. And I I, I like I, I wonder when he said I'm only going to tell you if the cop leaves. I'm like what what <laughs> tell can the he cop possibly? to leave? Yeah, tell the cop to leave. But that's Rob Morgan. I love how they brought Rob. Oh, Rob Morgan Morgan's in. awesome. Yeah, too. just just for that. Um, but it's. I love his scene. Um, and he's and she's like, I can't kill anyone. He's like, Oh, you have you brought it back to me. Get her away from me. Get the fuck away from me. Uh, I mean, Why would how, you come here? That's how scared that guy. I mean, if yeah. coming back to this, which so, is uh, 
I thought something interesting in that scene would have been cool if like he could have. I I almost wish he could have he could have like seen it on her still. Like he had it at one point and he passed. Oh yeah, it like and seen died. like the like I was I was I was expecting for like her to like have some aura about her or like or like like it being the what's room the term with for that them. miasma? Yeah, 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 miasma. I, I and I was expecting him to be like you know to like like still be able to see it on her in some way since he's like survived it mm-hmm. and like just completely like shut like him a down stain on her yeah almost well I, what I, what I what nice. I was hoping what I was hoping was as they were carrying him away it would get him because she brought it back he got away from it successfully no contact and then she brings it back to him I was like oh that'd be interesting it didn't happen though and I, I thought that was weird but. Uh, I mean, I mean, because it's it's right there. I mean, it's an obvious miss. It's right there. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, and you you figured that demon would like to be in that jail because that's like you know sixty victims. Oh, you're party get. central. Yeah. Baby, right. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. People. I mean, trauma, trauma, trauma. Right there. Of course. There was. I, I like that scene a lot. It's very revealing, and it, it it it's. But you also have great actors doing it. It also, but it also tells you a lot about what's going on with the characters internally too, and like it shows you her clock is like quickly coming to an end mm-hmm. and like that's the important part is like because the movie's starting to wind down at that point and you, you want to know how to stop this thing what i didn't what i didn't like is things that are connected to this as in and they do it so well i forget every fucking time that it's a thing is like she wakes up in the car and she didn't just do what she, oh yeah or like and then she wakes up in the house and like damn it like it happens three times like it, it got me every time yeah, yeah. I was like i never consider like i was just following the movie and like it's just never like it's just ah, but I mean I don't know if I'm mad at myself or I'm I'm mad at the movie for using the same thing three different no, times. No, I mean they did a good job at it though each time you know covering like, up like hiding out. It. So. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean like but you knew just before the the event revealed itself you knew like with Kyle with I said Kyle with with Joel, Joel in the end um, with um, with the, the the hospital and the stabby stabby stabby. Yeah. Um. You, but you saw it coming. That's the thing. Yeah. I thought I thought she I thought she did it for a minute. I thought the movie took the high road because like it sets up Joel coming in at the end, right? With like mm-hmm. you know him calling the phone while while she's not with it, like. But then all of a sudden some shit happens. She's driving away. It's daytime. I thought, huh? The movie didn't go there. She broke right. the circle. Yeah. So let's see she how this. She made en- it so many days. Yeah. And- let's see how this ends. Let's see what they do to wrap this up, and then like and and then. Hard very cut. quickly yeah <laughs> very quickly that changes but it's like oh okay but like for a minute i thought they did something different you know but it, it, it but i, I, I movie, respect that they didn't though yeah well true because you know the movie like this you know the whole the whole idea of the curse thing is supposed to be hopeless it's got to end only one way right yep so it, it, it makes sense i mean well no it couldn't no it doesn't what do you mean end one way? The movie end one way or the or the, the the path end one way? The well, like, 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 well, the path and the, the movie. Like, like the whole idea of these curses is that in the end, they're, uh, I, I feel like a good curse is that these things are, are usually too tough to beat. I think the ring is the only one that makes the exception to that rule in most cases. Usually the well, curses I mean, that, do win that out. just continues to pass on that too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But, okay, well, let, let me ask you guys a, a little addendum question then. That was a little sidestep a little bit though. And Roger, I, I'm trying to go down that thing. Well, this didn't happen, so let me just let me phrase my question: Is when sure. you when when you watch when when you invest, you know, if you're the average person, a list or not, you're investing anywhere from you know six to probably fifteen bucks in the majority of the country to watch this. Mm-hmm. You're investing two hours of your time and you know a little bit of money plus whatever concession money. Do you want to watch a story play out where it's just 
like Blair Witch, it just ends <laughs> ends where it begins, circular. Or do you want to watch a story where this girl, like in the ring, for example, she figures out and she beats Samara rather than gets trapped by it again? Like, do you, what do you want? What do you personally want to see? You, well, you, you you know where I stand. I do. Um, however, I know what you're going to say, but I'll, I'll take the cop out here. Is like I don't really have a preferred way. You know how the movie ends. I'm okay with. If it would have went a slightly different direction, like you're talking about, I would have been okay with that too. I was just really happy that I sat through an entire horror movie that fucking scared me, um, and I watched the whole movie going, "Huh, that was pretty decent." Listen, I wasn't shocked by anything. It wasn't overly surprising how stuff yeah. ended, but it was a very fitting end to the movie. And I think that's what matters most. Yeah. You know, you could make a, you could make it, and you know, have it go a different direction, like the fake out scene that they do. And I would have been okay with that too. But I'm totally okay with how this movie wraps up. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that on the front where, like, this could have went, I think, three different ways. You know, yeah, I think yep. I could see this going down. And either any of those, as long as it as long as it's done well, I think I'm okay with. Now we talked a lot of praise in this movie. It it does it does have your horror movie trope, you know, mm-hmm. some things in there. It does have a lot of jump scares. It leans heavy on the jump scares. You know, they're good ones, but you still yep. get a lot of them. There's they a probably lot of do them, yeah. a few a few less of them, and you'll be fine. Because the movie does have a do a good job of creeping you out. I think they could have just done a little bit more of that. It's definitely fucking creepy. Oh god, yeah. But like. <laughs> Like in this movie, there are a lot of really good performances. And I, and before we wrap up here in, a, in probably a few minutes, I I do want to say, I believe Sosie Bacon, our main, our lead, is in every single scene of this movie. Like every scene she's in, so she's on the whole time, and she's fantastic. And without that performance, this movie does not do well. Like she's, I think she's very good. And then we have other, you know, a couple other good performances. I like, I like the guy who played Joel. I think he did a good job. And then we have some other stars in here that do that do well in this movie. But her, the fact that she's not in every scene of this movie, and you know, I didn't get she that I you know she I felt she did a great job with that. She carried this whole thing. It's her show. That's yeah, right. it's fantastic. Well, with okay, with with respect to what you just said, I want to say some of those, and I, I don't know if this is intentional. I think it might be because it just. Kind of just, I could see them doing. I could see the the people with the creative decisions doing this. Is some of those dialogue deliveries, those dialogue exchanges, are terrible, like awful. Well, okay, like terribly uh, uh, written. Can I, can I make a? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to change your perspective on this, but let me give you because I know what you're talking about. So I think the dialogue comes off occasionally as poorly written because of what she's trying to communicate as she's having like this breakdown okay now yeah the script strength right there is not the best but she does a really good job about sound like a fucking crazy person right you understand yeah, yeah. what you understand what yeah. i mean she's oh, and- trying to relay all this information doing a really bad job at it because she's literally on the borderline of a breakdown yeah and she looks and terrible by the way she does she like she is just progressively decaying <laughs> Um, I think is that what you is that what you're meaning, Grayson? Like when they're having like her, fr- her like her frantic talking, you know, when she's trying to explain stuff. Is that is that what you're no, referencing there? Not even in, like does I'm just talking basic, like the scene for instance with uh with her fiance, uh, Jesse T. Usher. Um, some of those dialogue scenes are terrible. And with the when with in when the say in the scene when he has called over the therapist and they're all in that same room together, it's just awful. 
but like some but sometimes like it's almost the the way they choose to edit those scenes is like the camera will come back to the main character saucy and then she'll and then she'll say something really wooden and then it'll stay on her for another second i noticed and then it'll cut back it's almost like it's because there was some of that in i know roger we talked it follows we know we didn't talk about that on the show we were we started way after that but there it some of those dialogue exchanges and it follows like it's so wooden and rigid and awkward so, but it's, i think it's on purpose well so two things on this one i do believe it's on purpose like two things on what you just said I think a some of the dialogue exchanges being kind of bad. I think Sosie does a good job. I think some of the supporting cast is a little bit it is is a little bit off. Um, I I think um, A Train was his name uh, Jesse. Jesse, I, yeah. I think I think he's a little bit to be desired in this movie, but they don't give him a lot of work in the script to like to be able to like to build up. I don't think, and his character kind of sucks. Like we see that like, we're not supposed to like him anyway. Nope. I I do I do think Grayson that the long shots that are like full frame on one person that's on purpose in this movie because the whole again the movie's training you this movie does a lot of hard cuts you know on one person and then going to someone else and you're ready to see a smile on someone's face all of a sudden mm-hmm. so they don't want everyone on screen they don't want everyone in frame they want one person in frame and then to go to the other person they want and then they want to go back to Sosie. And then it wanted to be a long, sh- a, a, just a lingering shot on her, and then it cut to someone, and you think, and you, and you think there's going to be a smile on someone's face. I think that's by design in this one because of the way that they've just they've emphasized on just like you're seeing one person, and the next thing you could see could be terror, and I think that's what they're going for in this film. Well, I could be wrong though. I but. don't know. I think that's a tough because what I'm talking about is just. What I'm talking about is just bad line delivery. That's what I'm okay, meaning. I, and I think you guys are trying to go off on a different tangent, but I'm just talking about bad line delivery. And I, I don't know if that's intentional or like it's it's intentionally wooden or it's not. Because like okay, no no actor's gonna give a bad performance yeah, like on purpose. I, I, I don't think I thought you to some to like a lot of the dialogue, except for like maybe like one or two times. Once with um with concerned boss at the car window. Like I think, I think that scene was kind of rough. Just like the the dialogue back and forth, and I think in the car with her fiance was tough. But other than that, I, I yeah, didn't those have are those are weird it. scenes anyway. The the argument in the car was just like, why is this happening? Sitting in the car, yeah, it, go in the it, fucking house. It's kind of forced, yeah. Yep. But I mean, I, other than that, I didn't have any problems with like the line delivery. I thought it was okay personally, though. That's just well, me. but it could. I could be wrong, and it could just fits the movie's tone, which Maybe. is probably what it does. Maybe, um, but it's it, to me. It was just it just stuck out a little bit. It's just I get bad. You, I get you. Um, there was another. How do you guys like the phone scare? Oh, I think that hmm. was good. Well, so you mean like when the security like thing calls? No, no, no. no I'm talking about, about the therapist. About, the therapist is literally sitting in the same room. Oh, there. okay. So once the phone rang, <laughs> I, I I knew what was hap- I knew what was about to happen. So like I was, and I was just like, oh no, God, 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 damn it! This but son of a bitch. The one, so that one was fine. She looked kind of funny though when she smiled, right? Like, well, I think that's the point, though. I yeah, think. yeah, I kind of laughed a little at that part. And so I know when she so walks over the couch, though, I was oh, like, Oof. well, I like that they made her sound heavy. Oh yeah, like Whoa. I thought that was really awesome. Like when she like steps on the couch and then falls down, it's almost like even though you you see this small therapist woman she, it sounds like she weighs 310 yep. pounds just that was crunching cool. through stuff yeah no the phone scare that i didn't like was the security system one 
Yeah. When they ask her if she's in the house alone, and she goes, yeah. And she goes, are you sure? Uh-oh. Maybe you should turn around. And I, oh, went, I was like, I'm oh. done. I'm, I'm done with this. Please oh. don't turn around. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I want to go home. My the whole theater. I was when everyone like so many people went went. Oh no! Don't do it. Like it was. Ah. Uh, I didn't like it. Oh, that, that that leaves me. How many people were in your guys' showing? Six. Six. I went. In the, I went in the middle of the afternoon though. Okay. Yeah, I went Saturday night, man. It was oh yeah, packed, dude. Sure. Well, which uh, AMC or marquee? Marquee okay, for marquee. me. It was um, packed. I had. God, I I really kind of so our theater showing I went to um, there was six people, um, and then I, maybe like with twenty minutes of the movie left, fifteen kids come in and started moving around it on their cell phones and like fuck. Oh, I'd have fucking no, I'd have lost my shit. Well, that's not. Come on, guys, have some movie etiquette here. People, I mean, I I hate that. That's when you scream out, "This is Sparta!" and kick someone <laughs> in the chest. <laughs> Um, I but that really pissed me off in my show. But there's six of us uh, outside of those stupid eight or nine kids that came in and just flashing their cell phones everywhere. Well, that, there's no call for that shit. Get out of there. Six was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, how many, Chris? If you had to guess a number, how many? Uh probably like I'm guessing. So like me, and my wife is two, and then. Was it what was it in one also of the big was it in, was it in one of the big auditoriums? <laughs> it was in the medium one. It was, it was auditorium twelve, which is which is their the back half of the theater complex for them. Eight's their biggest one. Well, seven um, and eight are the same size. Seven and eight are the same size. Okay, so seven and eight are, are, are again. That's my wheelhouse, same. buddy. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, I was there for like five years too. Um, I'd say like thirty probably in the in the theater with us. Like it, it that's was, what you, that's what you call packed. Uh, in COVID season, yeah, hundred percent. How many people were you showing? Well, six. But six. Okay. I went in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I discussed I, this. Yeah, I think you know. I think I think thirty. You know, not including me, me and the wife. You know, which like the whole top middle, like you had just enough room to space out two or three seats between each you know group of people. You know, there wasn't a lot. Right, of room fair, 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 fair. Um, but no, it's good that I, I like the reaction that your theater got, Chris. That's yeah. I think a genuine reaction. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So that's I mean, fun. it's good to talk about. Uh, movies like this that aren't just complete jump scare trash over and over again. Well, so unfortunately, it's rare in this genre. So it, it's nice when we get one like this. It's, it's where even though there, it again, it leans into that jump scare trope. It's a good time because yeah, they're all earned. It, n- none of them feel too cheap. It's like you know, even the ones you know are coming, they still get you, and you don't, and you're not mad about it. Like you're, well, I'm, I'm mad about it, but like it's not like you don't, you don't feel bad that you jump because like they do a damn good job. Well, it's earned is what it comes mm-hmm. out to. We keep saying that word earned, but it, it is. It's unlike man. most. It, it is definitely earned. And there's a couple good ones, man. Jesus, that that one with the headphones, man. I was done. I wanted to leave. I was done with that shit. See, that wasn't even the one that. I don't even think that was the one that got me. It was. I don't. Even, well, maybe maybe that was it because I can't think of another one that got me more. Uh, because we we did see two or three of them in the trailer, so I knew what to expect at least. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. I didn't get hit that hard with the impact, but. Uh, may have been that one, but that one when she's drinking the glass of wine for some reason in her kitchen at night with no lights on, Ooh. where she sees an outline of Laura, like that's a little strange to me. But it is what it is. I didn't like that one either, though, because I do, I do love the like time that happens, and the <laughs> the fiance is like, "Did you break another <laughs> glass?" <laughs> and then it cuts I away because that's meant to be yeah. a funny. That's meant to be a joke. Yeah. Just laughed at that. Yeah. Indeed, Hard cut out. 
Um, I have some questions, though. So we're to believe that this cycle just, at the end of the film, we're to believe that this cycle just goes on unfettered. Like, it just continues with... Most likely. Yeah, with the we're supposed to get a sequel. With, well, I mean, I don't want a sequel to this. I think a sequel is going to ruin this. But, I mean, it's... <sighs> the question I asked you earlier is, I did want to see an... I mean, like, I go to this because, like, I want to see how they put an end to this curse. I hate... I think it's novice filmmaking to not do that. Honest to God, I do. I, I'm, and I know, I know conventional wisdom might suggest the opposite of what I just said, but I think it's novice filmmaking to just end it how they do it, thinking it's some big. Because I mean, it didn't end any any different than like a thousand movies before it have ended. So what's the? I mean, what's why not try to be a little different and end it so the cycle is broken, completed. I, mean, I think the idea is hopelessness that it's just. There's no escaping these traumas, you know. There's no escaping this demon, you know. It, it, and it's also the fallacy of people involved, you know. It's if Joel doesn't show up, this thing probably ends one way or another, right? It does, you know, yeah. It's one of those things where, but like because because humans, you know, they're conditioned, you know, to give a shit about, you know, like the people they care about. It has something else to feed. It has some. It has these built-in fail-safes. It's just, I think, the idea of this curse is that like it's gonna, it's just gonna keep manifesting and keep going i'm okay with it being unstoppable yeah it happens see yeah I, I don't i don't like that but then well, again i don't like unstoppable things in movies. not everything has to be a happy ending no but like we we fault my point for bringing halloween kills up is we fault that last halloween movie for being so unrealistic in its own universe well i mean it was also bad yeah and also you fault it specifically for the unkillability of, of Michael Myers. We go back and forth on this all the time. I think Michael Myers is fine in the unkillable form of these because he's a force of nature. He's not a man. And also, we are getting another movie of that, so... Yeah, we'll have to see how it ends, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's called Halloween Ends, so... <laughs> it is, it is called Halloween Ends. You're right, you're right. Um, So I we should move into scoring this then. We are running so. long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Who wants to start us out? I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go, go I'll go, go ahead. Ahead. So, um, obviously, you know, we joked about this quite a bit. Um, I'm not a horror movie guy. Chris is also not a horror mm-hmm. movie guy. Grayson is somewhere in the middle. Um, it's not really my cup of tea when it comes to movies. Um, but, you know, I bite the bullet for the show because that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, this movie is, is frightening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, this movie is also decent. Um, and that really does matter, uh, you know, because we do I do talk a lot about if you just because your movie is supposed to be scary does not mean your movie needs to be trash. Yep. Um, this movie is not that there are some jump scares here, but they're earned. And like Grayson mentioned just a minute ago, earned is a, is a very true sentiment when it comes to scary. Um, I think this movie is decent. I, I think it's a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend this to people. And I'll give them the caveat that, hey, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, and I think this is pretty good and pretty fucking scary. Um, I think seven is where it sits for me. Yep. I'll go second. Um, I'm going to be right along the same line as you. It's a seven. This movie, you said a lot of the things that I think you know we're all, gonna, we're all thinking. This movie is scary. It's creepy. It does a great job of doing the things that it wants to do. And, and all that on the back of a, I think, I think a great lead performance with earned you know jump scares instead of cheap ones 
this movie just feels creepy as you watch it and they do a lot of unique things that and there's a lot of underlying stuff that they, they don't slam into your face that is just kind of appreciated by someone like me when i watch this kind of stuff so this thing's a seven this is i'll be able to recommend this to anyone that asked me if they if i if they should go see smile i'm gonna go one step above and give it a seven and a half Ooh, that's a half step above sir i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed smile um i i i didn't like how it ended which is why it stops from being a little higher but good horror suspense it's so rare, I think, these days that it's when you get a good one, you really have to like hold on to it and enjoy it for what it is. I'm gonna give this one a second viewing, not 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 theatrically, but I'll do when it comes to a streaming service. I have no problem doing that. Maybe even a third viewing. Um, I don't know. It's, I think it's um, I think it'll it'll reward people a lot for seconds and third viewings, not not fourth, but certainly <laughs> certainly a second viewing, if if not a third, yeah. would do really well. I don't. One last question for you guys. Do you, I mean, do you honestly guys think that there could be a sequel to this if there was bigger box office and interest from the producers? Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't doubt. That and I think it picks used... up immediately after the show movie ends. Yeah. Like, I don't doubt that there will be a second one. That there, that there could be a second one. I hope there isn't. I think that it would be a, I think it wouldn't be as passion, as passion filled the second time around. I think it would probably be a far, a far worse movie because we already know how this works. The whole movie is going to be about how to make it not happen. And I think that will be boring compared to like what we went through in this one. I disagree. I, I like the prevention aspect of it. And yeah, I get you. Um, I think the ring though is fortunately just a better movie. Oh, I think better. it, I think it ekes it out in many of the categories. And for me, for definitely for me, because the ring is a more straightforward Hollywood uh, thing, especially with like the Island and Brian Cox. And I was never supposed to have a child and, you know, I think he had so much of that movie, and Naomi, Naomi, what Watts, Naomi Watts, mm-hmm. just such a phenomenal job in that. Yeah. And uh, but this is a very capable thriller. If you're looking for something to really, you know, get your get get your Halloween spirit in, in gear, this will do it. I think. Yeah, and also if if you're into this, uh, support this movie because this is, I believe, this director's first like major film. So this is not a bad first showing for this guy. Nope. Good job. Well, and support. Your theater support theatrical. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I hope this movie hits a hundred. That'd be great. Seventeen million dollar budget and hitting over a hundred. That's mm-hmm. not bad. That's pretty good. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's not bad at all. All right, gentlemen, we have done an episode. I think this so, yeah. this has yes. been episode two hundred ninety nine A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday hey. and Friday on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. No, I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media uh, and YouTube. Check us out, or sorry, send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, and the new Hellraiser film on Hulu. Oh, yeah. I, I hate this Yay. month.